The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Well, welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hess with Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes with Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, and we... Have another fun show. Action-packed day today again. Yeah. We're going to be talking about education. Yes. Finally getting into some education stuff. We've been educating everybody, so it's time to <laughs> get them a little bit more learning on some other things that are going on in the area about education and not necessarily the K-12. Right. Yeah, we're going to go a step beyond that yeah. and, uh, and really focus on the, the college and career readiness Yes, I'm super excited about that because that's something we've mentioned on the show is that there's lots of companies around here that are looking for good, solid workers. And there's a wonderful top 10 college right in our midst that I think a lot of people don't even think about sometimes. I drive right by it. Well, they're probably stuck in traffic driving by it. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) See if you can figure out who who we're talking about. But uh, anyway, we're going to get into this wonderful interview here in just a few minutes. Uh, We've got Dr. McCarthy from Renton Technical College. Please say hello. Hello, everyone. Kevin McCarthy. Yes. And we also have Carrie Shaw, who you're executive director of the foundation. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. And so that's for the foundation of Renton Technical College, and that helps in some of the support of students at the college. So we're going to get into that in a little bit, but because we are a real estate and mortgage show. Right. Yeah, we should probably start off Let's with our get that out of the updates. Way. We'll yeah. Get, that stuff get it out of here so early. we can be talking to these awesome people over here. Absolutely. Well, it was another good week for interest rates so far. Uh, so far. So far. Okay. Uh, today is is uh, a bit volatile. We've seen over 20 lenders increase their rates uh, during the day today. Not a lot, oh, really? but a little bit. Okay. Um, so what's happening right now is is that the bond market, which drives mortgage rates, mm-hmm. is reacting to a whole slew of economic events that are coming out this week. So this morning, we, we got ISM, which is industrial uh, uh, industrial sales, mm-hmm. and uh, and that came in a little bit higher. So that's than all like expected. major equipment. Yes, exactly. This is uh, what what factories and businesses are purchasing for their mm-hmm. equipment, and that came in a little bit stronger than than was expected. As well as housing starts came in a bit stronger than what was expected. Oh, not okay. stellar numbers, not like blockbuster numbers, but yeah. still a bit higher than what we were thinking. So that's putting a little bit of upward pressure on rates so far this week. And uh, so far, though, the average 30-year mortgage is still hovering around 3.75%. So nothing to um, you know, shake a stick at. 15-year fixed rates are under 3%. National average around 298 and uh, FHA loans are averaging around three point three seven five, so they're still they're low. still very oh very gosh. good. What about jumbos? Did you say those? Yeah, jumbos are sitting around three point seven five also. 3.75. So okay. uh, so you know very I'm very saying low. that because I have someone who's trying to get one right now, and they're hearing yeah. between three point seven five to four, and they're now, shopping it a little and, bit. And when you, when you hear me talking about rates, one thing to to keep in mind is that there are 
uh, nuances with conventional loans, especially where uh, they're called they're called uh, adjusters, um, and these are set by the by the government sponsored entities, the GSEs, mm-hmm. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, mm-hmm. uh, that that will increase pricing based on risk parameters. So the the main risk parameters are your your down payment or your loan to value ratio, mm-hmm. uh, that can affect the interest rate. Right. Your credit score can affect the interest rate. Uh, also, the the type of loan. Um, if we go into a, a, a sort of a not jumbo, but but higher than four hundred seventeen thousand, that can affect the rate. Right. And uh, and also the type of loans. So, for instance, a cash out refinance, where you're pulling equity out right. of the property, will give you a higher interest rate. Uh, than if you're just doing a standard refinance, and even that's a slightly higher interest rate than if you're purchasing a home. So, so all these rates I'm quoting, uh, you will see variations uh, from place to place, and and even from you know depending on your individual circumstances, especially the credit score, that can make a fairly significant mm-hmm. difference uh, to the rate the rate that you get. So, can't just trust whatever is being thrown around on the internet. Exactly. Saying. That's right. And and we, we hear that all the time. Well, hey, I so-and-so said, uh, you know, I could get 3.5. Well, yeah, I was online and Quicken and, Loans said. Right. It's like, well, well I'm not going to name names, but uh, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there's the question, what fee did I pay to get that rate? But right. also, what's my unique individual circumstances? And mm-hmm. if I'm I'm putting uh, less People have to remember or, their credit score and all their other history is just like their fingerprints. Yeah. All unique. It absolutely Every, everything is. is absolutely different. You don't necessarily because I've had that situation with clients in the past where they're like, "Hey, I was at a dinner party. I don't understand why I'm getting this rate." And I was like, "Well, do you know what your friend's credit score was?" Right. Well, no. Okay. Well, and you know you were in the low six hundreds, right? Well, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And all those all those factors. It's like, really okay, were they conventional? Because you're doing FHA for <laughs> that's a reason. Right. You know. So yes, that's right. That's right. So this week uh, we will see some volatility with rates. We've got a big week for economic statistics, and those can really um, have an effect mm-hmm. on interest rates. Uh, tomorrow we get employment numbers, which are the number of of jobs being created. Thursday we get unemployment numbers, which mm-hmm. are the number of people who are considered able-bodied workers but not able to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, Friday, we're getting more um, uh, international trade, the trade deficit. We're getting some more jobs numbers. Um, and uh, so lots and lots going on this week. So if you're thinking about locking in a rate, today wouldn't be a bad day to do that. And uh, we could see some additional volatility throughout the week. If those numbers okay. come in worse than expected, That'll lower rates. If they come in better than expected, that will raise rates. I always feel like we're gambling. Sure. You know, it just always feels like a gamble. Like, oh, which way could it go? Which way could it go? You know? Yeah, I know. I, I wish. Rolling uh, the dice a little bit. Like, oh, I'll wait. Oh, crap. I wish I were someone, Janet well, Yellen's loan officer. Yeah, well, let me ask you. Oh, I know. You've mentioned that before. Let me ask you this, though. If someone did lock in today, mm-hmm. do all loan programs offer that one-time float down? No, they okay. don't. So you so, got to be talking to your lender really about that good because question. if someone, your yeah, because if someone did have that as an option, but they locked today, and maybe those numbers ended up being like, oh, whoops. That's right. So if uh, your lender may offer a float down option, meaning that once you're locked in, you're protected from rates rising, but if they fall before mm-hmm. your loan closes, uh, you could take advantage of a drop in the rates. Now with every mm-hmm. lender, that's typically not free. You know, there's going right. to be some red tape with that. But the general math on that is if interest rates drop more than about a quarter percent from what you're locked at, uh, you could usually benefit from that, possibly get all but all, not all of the drop, but most of the drop w- without any cost to you. 
So it's definitely worth exploring. Find out if your lender offers that or not. Mm-hmm. And if so, then even if you're locked in, keep an eye on those rates. Oh, yeah. And if you absolutely. see a rally in the bond market, meaning uh, bond prices are rising, meaning mm-hmm. that interest rates are falling, down. that's mm-hmm. when you want to start exploring those float downs. Okay. Okay. We don't talk that's, about the float thing that often, so I no. just thought I'd throw yeah. it out there. Mostly it's because top I do. secret. Well, yeah. only because some people probably don't talk about it. That's right. <laughs> That's the only way it turns into Your lender top may secret. not want to talk about it. <laughs> the That's purposeful right. top secret, maybe. I don't <laughs> Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So anyway, okay. Do you have more to cover on that? No, I'm happy. I'm good. Okay. And uh, yeah, so well, those are the main things. So so the, the, the emphasis this week though with rates, we're still we're still looking very, very good, but we do have some volatility hitting us right now and a bit of upward pressure on rates today. So that could turn around tomorrow or it could continue. And uh, in which case, um, you know, if you're looking at that tomorrow and the bond mm-hmm. markets are, are having a bad day, well, then you should have locked today. So there you, are you go. Are you going to wag your finger at people then? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Just checking. Just checking. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to get off mortgage right now. Absolutely. Because I'm super excited about having these folks here because I'm, I, you know, I'm a bit of a nerd, right? So... I got to say, and you know, I live in Renton and I'm part of the Renton Chamber. And the longer I'm down there and the more I learn about Renton Technical College, the more excited I get about you guys. That's really good to hear. Yeah. I get excited too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's so funny because, you know, I moved here back in 1989 and I knew about RTC, but I hadn't really explored much about it because I didn't really have a need to at the time. But you know, I moved away from Renton, so it kind of went eh, way into the back of my mind. Knew it was there. Knew there were some other, you know, technical colleges around. Didn't know much about the differences. But then when I moved back to the Renton area, uh, that was in 2007, uh, as I got more engaged in the local community and then the Renton Chamber, then I started learning, all the, especially once I got on the board. And, and I'll, I'll mention here to the, our listeners, uh, so Kevin is on the board with me for the Renton Chamber. And before you, I knew Steve. And so I would hear about things going on at the college. So through that, through the board, sometimes they talk about what's going on because there was an education segment, obviously. And then also as part of my work in the business development committee, we also had people coming to that as well. And so I would hear about, and I was like, I didn't know there was a culinary program. Like I knew there was some nursing programs. I didn't know about the construction program. Oh, lo and behold, I didn't know about the entrepreneurial program. Like, lo and behold, I need to go and check more of this out. And so I just keep getting very excited. And that's why I was really thrilled that you agreed to be on today. Because I just want to scream and yell all the time about how wonderful this college is. And I thought this would be a great vehicle to give you guys a little bit more exposure. Well, that's great. We really appreciate that because I think it's common for people to have your reaction. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, oh, you do what all that stuff? So yeah. I think locally we can be a very well kept secret for some and a, a very mm-hmm. uh, great resource that for people that know about it. Yeah. So once we're known kind of nationally for things, it's nice to bring it closer to home because yeah, we do it, so much for local residents and the economy. And that's the thing is you have been getting all this wonderful national recognition, mm-hmm. but here we have so many folks in our backyard that just kind of aren't even as familiar with it. So I thought, you know, that what a great opportunity you know you're newer to the school right you've been right. there since I've been there when? eight months now as of today okay so started on july 1st so All it's right. great to be there yeah I've been uh, here two months you've been here two months <laughs> okay so so you didn't have a history with the school prior to coming two months ago carrie 
I didn't actually. My background is in marketing, and then I came from the state legislature. So I was dealing with the uh, big policy issues, and now okay. I get to see how lives are truly transformed every okay. day through career training and education. And okay. Well, fantastic. So what uh, what I want to let our listeners know that we're going to try and get to today, because there's just so much about the school. I think people need to be able to do a little exploration. What's the What's a website that people could go to? to start learning a little bit more about the school if they want to start checking it out while we're on air. rtc.edu. Okay, that's Easy. a simple one. rtc.edu. Okay. And uh, we are here with uh, Dr. Kevin McCarthy uh, and Carrie Shaw with yes. the Renton Technical College. Yeah. We'll be back here shortly to get into more details about the programs they offer and what the foundation does for the students. More with... A lot. Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. To Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. (laughs) Where knowledge is good. Apparently thank, with this music. Thank you, our producer, David Summers, in there. <laughs> yes, bringing, oh, bringing back goodness. memories. Oh, <laughs> right. yes. I'm sure many of the people listening are probably familiar with that as well. And we don't have Animal House at RTC. Yes, that's probably good. <laughs> no no uh, kegs flying out the windows at your college. That's right. Not on your watch anyway, right? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, great way to segue into what we want to talk about. (laughs) Since it's a much um, more stable kind of environment than that, (laughs) let's let's get get into some conversation about uh, what is going on over at Renton Technical College. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you guys are doing and what you have to offer right now? Well, there's a lot going on, and we really appreciate being in the community because we really provide a vital resource to the mm-hmm. community and the economy of the state as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's something that people really need to know of that role. And I think what makes me so excited about being there is that it's an opportunity for so many, and it's really a first choice for many. You know, I think sometimes there's a stigma of community and technical colleges mm-hmm. as a second choice, but we really see it as the first choice for people that can't afford right away to go to a traditional four-year school or Mm -hmm. they're casting around for maybe what's of their interest and we can put them into a a pathway that works well. And clearly, given our name, we really focus on the professional technical degrees and areas of the economy where you don't need a Mm -hmm. four-year degree necessarily, though people can certainly start and transfer into a four-year school with a a direct transfer in business or in in nursing Mm -hmm. and and soon computer science. Well, and one of the things I love about that is I think there's a a trend going on right now anyway when when folks are are starting to look outside of the American systems and starting to become more familiar with a worldview of how do other countries even provide opportunities for occupations outside of high school, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of European countries have similar formats where there's technical schools that people can go to or or training uh, specific to an occupation that that aren't necessarily a four-year kind of a situation. Right. And and many of the jobs in our economy don't need a four-year degree, and then they pay very well. You know, Mm -hmm. our hope is really we're putting people into careers that are going to help them then have the ability to Mm -hmm. to go into your housing market if if they want to, that that they're going to be contributing members of the the community and and have that family stability by these jobs. So you mentioned that the school pretty much touches on every uh, every type of 
uh, industry within the area. Can, can you give us like a, a rundown right. of what those are? So we really try to, all the, the community and technical colleges try to focus on the local local issues. And so our programs really fill the sector in this economy. I mean, we look at manufacturing with mm-hmm. machining and welding and uh, issues like that where students then can, can go on to work for aerospace or mm-hmm. maritime and th- those jobs. We have a big allied health programs that then feed into the, the health care, which is only going to become a more and more important part of our economy right. as we go on. Yeah. Um, we allow them to to not any longer have terminal degrees, but to be able to move on into a four-year path should they choose. Mm-hmm. But we also offer a lot of short-term certificates so they can job out and earn while they learn. So they can right. take care of themselves and then keep getting advanced certifications as they need. Right, and so many areas are, are doing more and more of that. You know, like you could see, when I was in the tech world, that was something that different certificates of different kinds of knowledge base were important. You didn't have to go back to college. You just had to get trained within a specific kind of area. So Dr. McCarthy, does uh, Renton Technical have um, uh, partnerships with local employers then? We have a lot of partnerships. As All our technical programs have a local advisory board. And so their advisory board is made up of members from the different industry that it deals with so that there's mm-hmm. always this ongoing conversation of what are the skills necessary? What are possibilities for internships and externships? How do you do well in the job search to get a job in those things? Excellent. And so we, they meet three times a year and you know, are really giving of their time to have employees come to these meetings and participate. Mm-hmm. And those are really valuable partnerships, uh, especially for the students. Um, RTC has the highest job placement rate of any two-year institution in Washington State at 85%. And so you have a job when you go through these certification uh, programs or two-year programs. There's a job for you in that specific area, and it's because of the strong partnerships we have with industries. 85%, that's phenomenal. Yeah, so mm-hmm. for those who complete, 85% are placed within the first nine months. So it's very good. Yeah. And I think what we're also doing is we use the word training, and we are mm-hmm. training in skills, but we, as a college, we're educating. We right. don't just want to train for a right. job that's going to end but that right. we're giving them the skills to be critical thinkers, to keep learning, to be of value to those employers and also to themselves to move mm-hmm. on as the economy changes. Because yeah. clearly we see in this area the economy evolves rapidly. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you see – how do your programs vary from sort of the traditional uh, apprenticeship programs that unions uh, used to offer? Well, we're very involved with apprenticeships, actually, that, okay. that um, we have – um, over a quarter of our completions are in apprenticeships. And so we work very closely. We have 27 different apprenticeship programs. We work closely with those groups and that they can get training and college college certification while they're doing their apprenticeship. So it's a very good partnership with labor in this area. Excellent. That's interesting. You know, one of the things I hadn't known about the school was that it sort of got started by being a training field for Boeing, but all, not just like planes, but also tanks. 
that yes. So we, um, this is our 75th year, starting just as mm-hmm. the war was starting and then developing. And the two big uh, employers making use of and our training developed with them was for Boeing for B-29s and for mm-hmm. with PACCAR for yeah. um, Sherman tanks. Yes. Still two of the biggest employers right, in rented, exactly. too. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. as, the, as the war developed, it, they started adding in more things like blueprint reading to the riveting and to the welding and machining, um, auto repair, because people at the time, uh, there were often they needed to figure out how to do that yeah. so and, and those we just worker, kept building those workers were women too at yeah. that time rosie the riveter yes you heard well, very forward thinking yeah gotta love she that she was trained at renton technical <laughs> college <laughs> gotta love it <laughs> i'm a big fan of that you know absolutely why I be? <laughs> it, it was a, a, a fascinating time for our country just how how everyone came together to really manufacture and work towards the war effort and, mm-hmm. and companies you never would have thought of that were basically building, you know, military items. So it's nice to know that your college was was part of that history. Yeah. It's great to have those ongoing relationships that we still have with Boeing and PACCAR, and then the, as new new mm-hmm. companies and industries come in, develop with them. So Absolutely. that's a, it's a big concern of ours to maintain those relationships and, and have them evolve as, as the economy does. Well, it's, it's nice. Relevance and lifelong learning, both of those things seem to be topics that get brought up a lot in almost every industry that I get involved in or the people that I work with, tech, it's always about your relevancy. You have to constantly be learning. Real estate, same thing. Construction. Mm-hmm. You guys have a construction yep. element within the well, school let's, as let's well. Give a, let's mm-hmm. give a rundown of, yeah. of the programs that you're currently offering. Oh, we have... I don't think you want me to go through the whole list. We have 52 different uh, career training programs. Oh, wow. 90 certificate options that go from a quarter through um, almost six quarters. We have some extensive certificate programs. We have 37 associates in applied science degrees. We have 16 more where you can transfer to a a university. We have one bachelor's of applied science degree in application design. Excellent. And we're working with the state board to develop a second Excellent. And so we've really moved from this this spot where you have a, a terminal dead end degree mm-hmm. at a technical or community college to, you know, it's all in front of you, and we keep developing you for the next next you want to take on. I loved how you said the, the terminal earlier, and I was like, what What do you mean? Like oh. that does sound terrible. <laughs> it's, it's a terminal degree. It's a like, terminal degree. Oh, it's eventually going to pass. So, okay, got it. <laughs> so, so, so that's where the lifelong learning and relevancy yeah, comes and th- in. Is like you can continue. I'm glad that you say relevance because that, I think, is a key word as we judge things. I mean, students mm-hmm. need to find the programs relevant. Employers need mm-hmm. to. You know, and so they, and the more you make it relevant, the more rewarding it is. And so that's kind of our mm-hmm. ongoing goal is that education is rewarding for the people in the classes, the people teaching them, people in student services that work. Right. Yeah. Well, your construction excellence program was one that um, caught my eye, of course, being in the real estate side of things. And um, I know I've been trying to exert – even a tiny little bit of influence by making introductions because you have your advisory folks. And I had introduced uh, green canopy to, uh, to Renton technical college and some of the folks within that program, because I, I wasn't aware or sure whether or not you guys were teaching green building practices or not, but I thought green canopy is a good local company that they're very targeted on that. And I thought, well, how fun to be able to potentially make some, you know, introductions to folks, because even if it didn't end up that they got involved in the advisory side, 
at least now they were aware of the programs you had because in the construction industry right now in particular, they're having a hard time finding people. Right. Absolutely. Was, There's a lot of jobs needing to be filled. So yeah. I was like, well, here you go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I sat in on the construction management class, and they mm-hmm. were very involved with integrating green ideas into their charts of how are they going to lay out a construction project and be able to get lead certification as they go through the program. Oh, excellent. And so – yeah, because that's just becoming in, in commercial construction. That's becoming more of the norm, mm-hmm. and definitely up here in the Pacific Northwest, um, what we consider code is green in other parts of the country. So anyone who's actually being put at like maybe a five star built green here, which is what a lot of is being built in Seattle, it's it's a whole other level, and it it requires a certain amount of expertise. Certainly, so I'm. I'm excited that you guys are providing programs like that, that we're having more and more people learn about, you know, how to do that properly. Because, you know, some of the older builders maybe that have been around a while that weren't as focused on green. Um, I know as a consumer, I want to seek out the people who are creating that because the next generation of home buyers want those things. So it is relevant that they're putting that into the programs because that's, I think that's just over the next 25 years, that's going to become what's, just normal. Yep, it's going to be the new normal. It is a key, and whether it's construction or anything else, to keep up with what's the, the current and where where do you see mm-hmm. the future going. So right. you're not trying to do it too late, but right. to, to be upfront with it. Yeah, I still need to get in there. I was talking to um, the teachers in the program, and I was like, I want to come in and audit a class just just to see what's going on. Not because I want to open my mouth, which I know you don't think I can do, Eric. No, but- that would be very <laughs> difficult for you. I know. I just want to sit and listen. <laughs> Well, that's excellent. And, 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 and Dr. McCarthy, I know that you, your, your school's receiving accolades as being one of the top 10 vocational mm-hmm. colleges in the country. Can you tell us, we've got a few minutes before the break here, a few seconds. Uh, a few, of the, a few minutes or a few seconds? Seconds we're running up. Well, on we might need to go into the next segment. We probably will roll right on in. Oh. So actually, why don't we go ahead and do that? While we're, um, uh, let's remind everyone, this is a live call-in show, though. You can reach us toll-free at 866 712 1300 on Business Radio KKOL 1300. Stay tuned. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas with Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Austin's with Home Street Bank joining Renton Technical College today. Welcome again. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, before our break, we were uh, we want to know you've received all these accolades as one of the top ten vocational colleges in the country. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So the the award in 2015 was from the Aspen Foundation. It was for the top sure. ten community colleges in the country. So it's community and technical college, not and Excellent. so it's, it's yeah. broad. And what what really makes RTC stand out is our completion rates. So it's really great to get people to come into your programs. And community and technical colleges have always been that most democratic of higher education. We mm-hmm. take everyone in that can benefit from it and from adult basic ed and ESL through students that already have a bachelor's degree but want to find a career that's more satisfying or more financially rewarding. Mm-hmm. And, but getting them through and getting them to complete 
is really difficult. I mean, right. life gets in the way of a lot of people yep. or they just haven't found the right niche. And at Renton, we are almost two-thirds of our students complete, which is phenomenal compared to averages across the country. It's a very high statistic, schools. yes. I mean, I'm more concerned well, with the 33% that don't complete, and I right. want them to do it. Right. Well, you say that's better than a lot. But tell us, what, what are they being compared to? 25 30%. Oh, wow. Some places that are doing well. The, the okay. other colleges that were Aspen finalists were in the 40 to 50% range. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. So it does really well. And so we, you were truly outstanding. So we're doing very well in that. But, again, it's that we want that other third to complete. Right. And we want to find ways for them to do that. Mm-hmm. But because of that completion, I think it's it's really a good return on your investment. You know, you yeah. are going into a college that's going to really help you mm-hmm. complete that course, get you a good career, a high-paying job. In, you know, there are mm-hmm. entry-level wages, but, you know, down the road, you're going to be doing right. well as well also. And then it's also for people that are interested in supporting the college and supporting student success through the foundation mm-hmm. It's a good return on your investment, too, because you're putting money towards student success, and they have a, they have a really good chance of being successful, and, and really it's adding to our, our total economy. Well, we all benefit yeah. from that. It keeps, keeps people here. They're, they're buying homes. Yeah. They're buying mm-hmm. you know, goods. And, and, it really and is. A pu- and contributing. Yeah. Education's a public good. Certainly Absolutely. it helps Absolutely. private individuals, but there's a public component that's really important, and, and the legislature can hear more about. So, what yeah. is it that you're doing that's that's uh, that's creating the success? The, these mm-hmm. high re- the high rates. So, our our programs, our technical programs, are based on a cohort model where they really start and work together and march through it. And we take away lots of choices, so they're not kind of dilly dallying with things that aren't going to help them towards completing that degree. And that happens at a lot of places. It's kind of the, what they call the cafeteria model. That right. oh, I'll take a little of this and a little of that, and pretty soon you don't have a whole lot from that. And so by that cohort, they can really go through. We have well the, our advising is integrated with the instructors um, uh, to okay. a good extent, and there's just lots of peer support as well as the um, the teacher support as well. And I would add that with a faculty student ratio of seventeen to one. Um, the staff and faculty know these students and they walk with them and they understand, you know, where they are in life and, and what obstacles they might have, as well as providing, um, defined goals and a vision for that job that's at the end Mm -hmm. of this effort and it's worth the effort. And, um, even though I'm new to RTC, I have to say that I've been so impressed with um, the faculty and how dedicated they are and excited about being a part of these students' lives and helping them reach their career goals. So it sounds satisfying on both ends of the spectrum. The students get something that's very satisfying to them because they have something that is a reasonable goal to attain, and they have someone who's really on their side to get that attainment. Because I remember back when I was taking college classes and I did not feel like there was anybody engaged other than just my own, you know, drive to That's really get that. to the end of things. Yeah, it, re- it well, really some, was. Some colleges are sort of structured that way to weed out, you know, mm-hmm. people initially. I, I'm a graduate of Seattle University, which also had a, a very good, you know, faculty to student ratio. And I learned very, very quickly uh, that if you show up in a class with 15 or 20 people and you have not studied the material, uh, you're going to get called out. There's Can't no hiding hide. in yeah. the back of the room. <laughs> that's right. So, so Not that's, a that's massive excellent. auditorium being that, just a number. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your teachers? Uh, is there a kind of where do they come from? And 
So the, the teachers in the, the technical fields come from industry, and so they've worked at any different numbers of years. Sometimes they had full careers before they decided on a second career as, as an instructor at RTC. And so they have you know, the knowledge of what it takes to be really successful mm -hmm. on the work site, and we keep you know, having opportunities for them to go back to uh, workforce to keep upping their training. And so professional mm -hmm. development's important, and the advisory boards help with that so we mm -hmm. know kind of what's new. Having um, the connections in industry yeah. is really key. Absolutely. And we, yeah. and we just, uh, uh, for the teachers overall, whether it's in the gen ed classes for students that are preparing to go into uh, a healthcare career or transfer to a university or in the adult basic education and ESL um, classes, we have tons of people that are just passionate about education. And so to really work well at, at RTC, you have that commitment mm -hmm. to, to student success. Is there an average age there? We do have an average age, and it's uh, it's 31 when you count all the apprentices, and it's a little younger. Okay. It's about 29. Mm -hmm. So we've got students, um, the majority are in their 20s and 30s, mm -hmm. but we have a quarter that are 40 or more. Okay. Um, and we've got maybe 10% that are under 20. So okay. it's oh, a real okay. range of, of, of students. And I think that that mix of generations is really mm -hmm. helpful in the classroom, too. Because it just brings different perspectives and, and different, well, here's what mm -hmm. it means to really work and, yeah. and what, what's it necessary to do well on that site. Sure, and also different levels of experience. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your teachers, too, if they're coming from the industries that they're instructing in, then it's, it's one thing to uh, teach out of a book. It's another thing to teach from experience. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're going to give your, your students a whole completely different uh, experience right. and that hands-on experiential learning is really key it's it's you know we talk sometimes in education about problem solving i see it in many ways as problem finding to start with you know diagnosing what's going on wrong mm -hmm. and how can you fix that and so it's it's a very dynamic and yeah. it gets people involved and sometimes you know people have had that bent but they haven't been able to find that in a traditional um, high school course of study and so they've been yearning to it and I'd really like to see more and more students come directly from high school mm -hmm. into RTC I mean right now we only have a small portion of the Renton School District that comes directly to us um, and I think there's more messaging that needs to happen in the community with families with you know, parents with counselors right. that these are really good options for careers that are going to help you because out of all the, the colleges in the local area, we do best with the students that come right out of high school. Yeah, well, and I'll say maybe this isn't directly to your point about just right out of high school, but I went to a foundation breakfast last year, and it was just really interesting to hear some of the students talking about their experiences having gone to a four-year school. And I remember this guy, she was so funny. She was like, no one told me that a degree in French literature would not end in a job. <laughs> I just cracked up. I'm like, I'm sure they did. It was just early on and you did not listen. But, um, but she realized she was having a hard time finding a position somewhere. So then she ended up at Renton Technical and got involved in uh, one of the medical courses and then immediately found a job that she's extremely satisfied with that is paying way more than a lot of her college counterparts were of the four-year variety. And she was just like, I wish I'd known. I wish I'd realized these other opportunities up front. And so um, that some of the stories that were told at that breakfast got me charged up because I'm a huge fan of education, big, big fan of education. And 
I became a foundation, you know, donor at that point. Yes, thank and, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'm I'm proud to do be, be an annual donor now. So I'm excited about that. But um, yeah, I think there's just folks who they sometimes forget, or we get so so much emphasis on the four year, and and I see how that impacts from. Uh, from the environment that we're in from mortgage and, and real estate that those kids coming out. I mean, I I've got some tenants right now that while she was lucky enough to have planned better, maybe for the college expenses, they're both architects and her husband still has $70,000 of student loans to pay off. So they're going to be, you know, renting, even though they have decent jobs, they're going to be renting for a very long time until they can get to a place that now they can afford to do something else. So to me, it also, um, it impacts the long-term viability for some folks and even how soon they can start kind of building wealth in their life, you know, when they take on these huge amounts of debt. But, you know, it seems to me like RTC is such a great option of good paying jobs without all the massive debt, you know, being incurred. Uh, and I think people need to take a look at it a little bit more. Well, for the um, for the typical uh, like a high school student I'm gr- who's just recently graduating, trying to decide: do I go to college? Do I not go to college? Uh, here, Renton uh, is a is a, a good alternative. Do you have any statistics that talk about the the difference in income earnings over a person's lifetime if they have this type of education versus if they don't? Oh, the the. There's a you can watch the kind of graph going if you just have a high school education or even less to what what adds on for a, mm-hmm. a, a two year degree or a certificate. I mean we sure. have a two year certificate and degrees that are coming out averaging in the fifty thousands. I mean if you can become a, a well paid uh, machinist uh, mm-hmm. or yes, uh, yes. people in auto industry or healthcare. Um, these people are earning six figures as their career progresses if they're doing well. I don't have those statistics oh, sure. right no, at the top okay. of my head. I wasn't going to put there, but yeah. 60% of all Washington jobs in the next couple of years will require some degree of post-secondary education. And so the community colleges are really positioned well in these high-demand, high-paying jobs. And right now there's a shortage in maritime, manufacturing, aerospace. Um, I was talking to an owner of a large um, company who desperately wants surveying technicians. And he's going to put his money where his mouth is and start helping to recruit and educate uh, students on why these are valuable professional uh, options for I them. have a friend who ran a uh, marine mechanic business working on on boats things like that but but basically auto mechanics and uh, ended up ultimately closing the business uh, because he could not find employees that he was willing to pay fifty dollars an hour you know to go in and, and work on these boats and uh, you know so there's there's um, in the I, I couldn't agree more in the technical area. There are so many opportunities there for a person to make an extremely good living mm-hmm. with, with, you know, a few years of, of, of training. Absolutely. Well, okay. when we come back uh, more with Renton Technical College on KKOL Business Radio 1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at...
Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back. I'm Reba Haas with REMAX Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Austin with Home Street Bank. And you're with Open House with Team Reba. And once again, if you've just tuned in, we have Dr. Kevin McCarthy. And we also have Carrie Shaw from Renton Technical College with us. So yeah. welcome again. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Good to Thank be you. here. So uh, as always, we talk during the breaks. People... I don't think they think we sit here silently. So we were quickly like, okay, what do we want to cover? We're in our last segment. What do we want to, there's so much about rent and tech that we want to make sure that we get into. But um, we were talking about the programs, but talk about innovation. So, you know, cause Kevin, you're relatively new there and I'm sure you've got ideas for where you want to see the college going, but tell us a little bit about what's happening. Well, I think what we, we really pride ourselves on being an innovative college and that we it goes back to our roots with how do you train people for the war effort mm-hmm. and we've tried to keep up with industry throughout. So we keep looking and listening to industry about how to be innovative, what can we do now? And for instance, now one of my interests is how do we do better incumbent training? We see the um, the people are getting jobs, there's very low unemployment, so that how do you mm-hmm. give work with industry to have better incumbent worker training so they can keep increasing their skills there. We're also really looking at how do you, we've always been in the community and technical colleges that the place for universal kind of access to education. And but again, our, our interest is in completion, and we're really interested in that there are equitable results, not just mm-hmm. that people get in the door. And as the demographics of our communities change and, this, and, and we have a whole new complexion to our workforce in, in the future, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we increasingly are effective in, in educating everyone who comes here, no matter what their background. And so right. we still have work to do. I mean, I think mm-hmm. all the colleges across the country will say they're not equitable results in education. We do it better, I think, at Renton, mm-hmm. though it's not the same as, as for a, a white population still, but we're seeing improvements in African-American, Latino, uh, Asian Pacific Islander education results. Yeah, I've noticed when I'm good. on campus that it is very diverse, mm-hmm. um, and, and you even mentioned by age ranges, too. Mm-hmm. You know, So I think it's a very vibrant community on campus. And I I really enjoy that myself. Um, One of the things that in a a different meeting I was part of, uh, they were talking about what all areas you serve. Like where all all do your students come from? Because they're not just in Renton. I mean, we talked about having maybe the high school funnel people that direction, but where do they really come from? So uh, the technical colleges came part of the uh, community and technical college system 25 years ago. And before that, they were part of the school districts. Mm -hmm. And so for a quarter century, we've been involved in the college system. And our district actually overlaps um, the Green River and the Seattle district. And so we go all through Rainier Valley up to central Seattle. And we go east past Enumclaw and Auburn and Kent. So we have a broad district that we uh, work with. Okay. And so people come from all of those, and they come from out of district because we have programs that they don't have in other places. So something like surgical technology or anesthesia technology, mm-hmm. um, programs like Excellent. that are very unique. Excellent. And, and again, feeding, helping feed our local employers and, mm-hmm. and providing that skill yeah, set. Exactly. That skill pipeline base. of exactly. yeah. skilled workers. So Carrie Shaw, so yes. you're new with, with, with the Renton Technical College Foundation. Can you tell us a bit about the foundation? Well, the foundation is all about access and making sure that door of opportunity remains open no matter where you come from, your background. And so I have the privilege 
of um, of providing scholarships, raising the resources and the funds um, along with our foundation board uh, to make sure that anyone who comes and qualifies can have that career training opportunity and and quality education. And so it's all about access and equity. And um, it's very rewarding because we get to see lives transformed every day. And um, last week was I called Christmas week because we announced all the spring quarter scholarships. And so um, students were coming in and they were so grateful and, and shared their stories and, and how the, the scholarship impacted their career goals and ability to stay on track with their education goals. And um, they'll grab you as you're walking around campus and say, thank you, thank you. And so to our sponsors and our donors, um, that all means a great deal because you see you see the, the change and the impact. So. Well, that's fantastic. What, what's a, what would be a typical scholarship opportunity? We award um, quarterly the scholarships okay. in a variety of areas, whether it's allied healthcare or aerospace or precision machining, um, the technology like computer programming and things like that. Um, and they range anywhere from $250 to $1,000 a quarter. And um, students can apply for multiple scholarships, so you could you know, have your entire tuition covered. Excellent. Double down. Yes, yeah. and scholarships <laughs> are awarded based on merit or the kind of program you're in, whether it's high demand, um, on unmet need, financial need, and then a number of other um, opportunities based on scholarship, you know, where it's targeted. And um, so there are plenty of opportunities, but um, last year we did have to turn away 354 students um, who had applied, and that is why we are gearing up for our uh, Foundation Student Success Breakfast Excellent. March 24th at RTC campus. And this is our main fundraising event to uh, make sure that no student is turned away mm -hmm. when it comes to scholarships. And these you don't pay back. It's not a loan. Right. <laughs> right. They're <laughs> gifts. <laughs> There's no, there are no interest rates you have to deal with. No these fine are, print there. Yes. Yeah. This is a true investment um, in the students. And uh, so um, we're very excited. Boeing um, is our main sponsor, along with the city of Renton and Republic Services. We've doubled our sponsorship levels this year from over last year. So the word is getting out on the value of RTC and the the exciting things that are going on there in terms of some of these things we talked about, like completion rate mm -hmm. and job placement. And so, as Kevin said, there's a, a great return on investment. Mm -hmm. So um, we still have some seats available, but it's filling up fast. And you can go to our website at RTC edu to sign up for the breakfast. I know Reba will be there. Yes, I absolutely will. People want to join me at my table, please do. Excellent. And Probably we'll, should get a table. <laughs> and we'll have the head of this uh, Boeing 737 MAX program talking about why we can be bullish about our future oh, and cool. how important, how important um, the uh, RTC is to mm -hmm. um, work 
training and career training and all of that and making sure those skilled workers are there to fill these these valuable yeah. we were there for jobs. that inaugural flight of the 737 max that was pretty impressive you were oh, there weren't you kevin I was out of town. Were you out of town? Oh, but yeah, the other board members were there. It was super yes. fun. It oh my gosh, it was, like it. Oh, it was. I still have a video on here if you'd care to see it. <laughs> I, I, I will after the show. I'll share it with you. Be like, here's what you missed. <laughs> I even got my little fun gloves that they gave. They had a bunch of swag at that event. It was kind of fun. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, I'm excited about being at the Foundation Breakfast. I definitely invite anyone who's listening to this to to get involved or take a look at it. If you're an employer locally and you think your company could benefit from the programs that are going on at Renton Technical College, really, really recommend that you take a look at what's going on there. And uh, if you hadn't thought about it before, open your mind. Go take a look at the school. There's a lot of phenomenal work going on. And are there volunteer opportunities for someone who's in local industry maybe looking to kind of have build some connections with some students? Well, our foundation board is mm-hmm. volunteer and our yeah. advisory um, committees mm-hmm. are also volunteer. And I'm sure, Kevin, you know. And we're always happy to look for externship and internship possibilities mm-hmm. for students. And I mean, I, we have very formal ones already, but it's always good to look for more and more opportunities or yeah. even, you know, faculty to keep up to date on their their fields as well yeah uh, well as more companies are moving into the area they need to know that this is out there because if they're from out of area they're not even familiar with this so you know i'll just keep plugging away trying to that's great and if they need training when Mm -hmm. they arrive then we can do incumbent training and contract training for them as well absolutely all right well we want to thank you uh dr kevin mccarthy and carrie shaw from written technical college thank you for being here today on open house with team reba thanks for joining us join us next week three o'clock every tuesday for more real estate and finance information thank you all so much thank you for listening to open house with team reba To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at TeamReba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.